You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Under all that fear, there's courage. Under all that doubt, there's faith. Come on now. Dust. Get rid of the doubt. Get rid of the, the, the unbelief. Get rid of the circumstances. Get rid of the history. Get rid of circumstances. I've given you the spirit of faith. My God. Look, somebody say, it's in me. It's in me. It's in me. It's in me. See, sometimes, sometimes you just need a little more squeezing on you. Because when, when, some, when, when you squeeze hard enough, what's in you is going to come out. Come on, if you got cussing in you, let somebody step on your toe. Even though you ain't cussing a long time, up! Some more cussing will come out. The test many times will show what's really in us. He said, go in this year, Mike. You're going to save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? In other words, God already been talking to him. In other words, y'all, after you confess it, you got to go possess it. After you confess, you got to go possess it. Possessing often requires a fight. Possessing often requires a fight. I, 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 I told you, I put it in my notes to so make sure I tell you again. I told you about, about, about my marble story. Okay? Not that I remember. The bully's name, his name was Paul Reeves. Okay. I'm about 10, 11 years old. I don't know if Paul Reeves is still alive or not. Okay. But I'm about 10 years old and we were out there playing marbles. And Paul Reeves took on my marbles. And I went upstairs crying. And my sister, one of my sisters who passed away, she was like seven years old. I think she's about seven years old or something like that. I was born on her birthday. So she was my favorite sister. I was her favorite sibling. I was born on her birthday. And um, he said, what's wrong with you? I said, somebody took my mom. She said, who took him? I said, Paul Reeves. He said, well, we're going to get him. I said, no, he can have him. <laughs> See, that's how some of y'all are. The devil take your stuff, you're like, you cry, but he can have it. Because you know in order to get it, it's going to require a fight. Look, 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 somebody say, don't let him have it. Don't let him have it. My sister said, oh, no, you're you going you to go get these marbles. And I went down there. I said, give me my marbles. He said, take them. And I went to take them. Next day, I know we, we rumbling. We rumbling. We rumbling. But my sister was there. And, we rumb- and so we fighting. We were on the ground. And, and he'd get on top of me. And I'd get on top of him. But every, every time he got on top of me, my sister would flip me back over. <laughs> then I'll go he get on top of my sister. She wouldn't fight for me. She just made sure I stayed on top. Can I tell you, if you will fight, God makes sure you stay on top. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. Don't be scared to fight. God said, I'm going to make sure you stay on top. But you got to be willing to fight. So the devil will continue to bully you if you're unwilling to fight. So how do you fight for what's yours? Three things I want to give you. Number one, you got to keep your head in the fight. You got to keep thinking straight. Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinketh, so is he. You are you, how you think. Thinking is the process of how you think. You, they got something, when, when, when you study different, different philosophies or different views of, on particular disciplines, they'll say school of thought. Okay? And so the, the school of thought you come from matters, y'all. I'm very serious about it. I come from a school of thought of faith that's based in faith. 
That's, that's why we kept on going and, that, and now we're getting ready to occupy this building that was built at the, as we're coming out of a, out of a pandemic. Come on now, because I believe in God before me. And, and, and I really believe that sometimes the more odds that are against you, the more opportunity God has to show himself strong. And, and see, my whole life is a living testimony. I, I, I started thinking about this, you know, seriously, y'all, you know, uh, uh, you know because, because now we got access to so many people and sound bites and all this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't consider myself to be the most oratorically skilled person. Okay. Now, there are people who can, who can run circles around me in terms of the analogies and the way they talk and all this kind of stuff. But one thing, I know the word. And, and, and I don't mean huh? And what I really, what I do, see, a lot of people teach from the word, I teach the word. That's the truth, y'all. They take one scripture and then it's all them. A lot of people teach from the word and I teach the word. And, but I have no problem with that. Paul said, when I came to you, I didn't come with enticing words of man wisdom. He said that your faith will not stand in my articulation, in my speech, but your faith will stand in the power of God. God's word is powerful. When you forget how I said it, just go back to what was said. <laughs> Come on now. When you forget how I said it, everything I say ain't going to be tweetable, but it's in the book. And so it's how you think. Your, your school of thought you come from, it matters. Thinking is everything. First Peter 1, 13 and 14. Before you get in the fight, First Peter 1, 13 says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Gird, get your head in the fight. Be sober. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conform yourself to the former lust as in your ignorance. That, that verse from the New Living Translation says, prepare your minds for action. Get your head in the fight and exercise self-control. That word sober, it means to be clear thinking. You know, pe people just trying to stretch every, everything now and everybody into spiritualism. Not recognize a lot of that. Y'all realize demons are spirits. Everybody talking about I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Oh, you're demon possessed? I was watching something, I'm not going to mention the name, because some of you, you know, a uh, uh, noted celebrity who did, did this trip to Africa. And he also watched it for their 50th birthday or whatever. And they went and showed it, and then they're going to Africa, going to Nigeria, and going to, going to Ghana, and, they, and, they, and they're going to the, the God of this and the God of that and, and, and God of our ancestors. Listen, if it, if it wasn't God and if it wasn't Jesus, we got to let that go. Stop worshiping your color. No, I'm very serious about that. And some people think anything, if it's historical, and, and you know, that now, a, a lot, a, a, come on now, a lot of our people there, they, 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 had to, they had to renounce all of that stuff. And here y'all are picking it up because some celebrity is doing it and singing about it and twerking about it and putting it in their videos, these different gods. You, you, you need to know that we are spirit beings. He said, gird up the laundry mind, be sober. That word sober, y'all, it means clear thinking. And so now people are working weed into their spirituality. You know, help me, you know, weed, you know, you know, it's from the earth, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and when I smoke weed, you know, it, it, 
it, it helps me feel closer, you know, to the God of, to, to the creation. You know what I'm saying? No, you just high. Period. Ain't no spiritual, you just high. And the Bible says be sober. You can't be sober and be high. At least 50, I looked at it, at least 15 times in the scripture, the Bible says be sober. What's the problem with alcohol? Too much of it causes you not to be sober. The Bible said be not drunk with wine wherein is, is excess. And so you got to keep your head in the game. Some of y'all too broke to get high. You need to keep your head. You need to be making money, not losing money. Prepare your minds for action. Exercise self-control. Put all your hope in, in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't look, look at this. First Peter 1 and 14. New Living Translation, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Come on, I I believe if we know better, we ought to what? We ought to do better. So sober means clear thinking. People who are not sober get taken advantage of. You're more likely to get robbed. If you're not sober, ladies, you know this, you're more likely to get sexually assaulted or raped if you're not sober. So first Peter five, I'm talking about keeping your head in the game. First Peter five, eight, nine, be sober, be vigilant. Vigilant means persistent, having courage, but you got to be sober first, clear thinking, because the devil your adversary, the devil, he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Who he's looking to devour? Somebody who's high. Somebody whose head is not in the game. Somebody who's walking through life, not realizing that life is a, is a landmine. That any moment the devil got traps and snares set for you and you just can't be walking through life foolishly, just dating anybody and sleeping with anybody and going anywhere without thinking, Lord, you need to order my steps, direct my path. God, I need to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. God, I want, I, I want to be know that when I'm here, I'm in your will. When I go there, I'm in your will. I just can't go someplace because my friends are going. I just can't go somewhere because my friends are moving there. No, I got to be in the will of God because that's where my my protection is. That's where my covering is. Somebody said, be sober. Feel that the Lord to remind you of this. I often said this. I haven't told you this in a long time. This is for somebody. You got to be led by the Spirit, not driven by your circumstances. Be led by the Spirit of God, not driven by your circumstances. So circumstances, so yeah, people, well, circumstances, the reason why I did that, because it was just so bad. No, 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 you always got a choice. Be led by the Spirit, not driven by your circumstances. Secondly, if you're going to fight, you got to use your weapons. Look, somebody said, use your weapons. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God through pulling down a stronghold. When it says calling, they're not natural. They're not going to be Uzis and rocks. 
and, and arrows and, and spears and, and, all, and guns and knives. No, they're not natural, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And watch this. What does the first weapon, what does the weapon mainly do? It casts down arguments. Traditional King James says imaginations, arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now catch this. You have to use weapons to pull down anything that makes you doubt God. Use the weapon to counter every thought that will tell you God's not going to do it. Use the weapon to counter every thought that says God doesn't love you. Use the weapon to pull down every thought that says, no, you're never going to get it. No, you're never going to get it. No, I'm going to have it. Whoever asks, receives. Come on, Pastor Marshall, for those of you who haven't been here on Wednesday nights or tuning in, she's been telling us the last couple weeks, this is the season for the big ask. Ask big. Come on, if you're going to ask God to do something, come on, if, if, if Bill Gates came in here and said, you know, the Lord told me, I, I saw Bishop Bailey, he was building this building, I saw it on, on, on YouTube, and I just come here, and the Lord just told me to ask you for anything you want. I ain't going to ask him to pay for the fountain. Well, you got 10,000? No, no, no. We can, I have 17 million, so we can walk in there debt free. Why? Because we say, well, he got it like that. Look to your name and say, God got it like that. My God. So if you're going to ask God, ask big. Ask him something that's worth him listening. Not something you can do on yourself or by yourself. And anything that God tells you to do, what God requires, it requires God. So weapons of our way, well, not mighty, uh, not carnal, pulling down strongholds, casting down those arguments, imagination, every high thing that exalts itself, that tries to counter what you really know about God. Bringing every thought, bringing those thoughts, bringing those thoughts. So my thinking got to be right. And the first one of the first weapons, I got to, I got to, Use the weapon to get my thinking right. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. No, you got to pull down contrary thoughts in your own mind. But now, the more I looked at this, y'all, as much as we talk the, the weapons, when you really look at the spiritual weapons of a believer, we only got two weapons. Okay? We got two weapons. And those two weapons are the word and prayer. Okay? Somebody said, well, what about the whole arm of God? That's defensive. They're all defensive. Breastplate of righteousness, feet out the preparation of gospel for peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. All those are to defend us. Are y'all with me? Against the attacks of the enemy. We only have two offensive weapons to go against the devil. And they are the word and prayer. Even our food is supposed to be sanctified with those two weapons. First Timothy 4 and 5. Our food is sanctified by the word of God and what? And prayer. Everybody say the word and prayer. So y'all, this, 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 not, this is not hard to remember. I said this is not hard to remember. You've got to be reading the word, confessing the word, and you got to have a prayer life if you're going to fight. If you're not reading the word, declaring the word, knowing the word, and if you don't have a prayer life, you are already defeated. 
Those are the people that the devil comes after. People not in the word. People don't know the word. People don't believe the word. People doubt in the word. And people who have no prayer life. Those are your counteroffensive weapons against the devil. Even as a man of God. My primary responsibility in order to fight for you is to give myself to word and prayer. Acts the sixth chapter, verse four. When I got ready, when there was complaining, it's complaining in the right direction. They were complaining in the church that was born on the day of Pentecost. As long as you got people, somebody gonna be dissatisfied. Amen. Whether you got two children or five children or one child, the child ain't always satisfied. What, 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 one of those this weekend, you know, I keep, and I, and I keep, I, I told my wife, I said, how come I, why don't I just pop them the way I pop my own kids? You know, know why? Because I keep thinking there's somebody I didn't raise who, that, see, they're going to have problems. Yeah, but, you know, really, that's, that's the deal. You know, these are both out, you know, but, but you know, uh, they're going to be mad at me. But, the, but these kids, they'll, they'll be obstinate. No, I, I, no. Who are you talking to? Heaven, no, you didn't just say no to me. Look, the name said, he said heaven, he said heaven. So people were complaining. And the disciples, God gave them strategy. He said, listen, I want you to choose out seven men who fill with the Holy Ghost and wisdom and who hate covetousness. They have to have the Holy Ghost to be led by the Spirit of God. They need to be people of wisdom, some discretion of knowing how to do things, to have some skill about how to ministrate. He said, and then also they have to hate covetousness. They can't be doing this for money or selfish gains. He said, and let them be over this waiting of the table, making sure the pastoral care is taken care of and everyone's taken care of. He said, Acts 6 and 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. In order for me to fight for you, I got to spend time in prayer and time in the word. Amen. So, let, again, let's, let's break this down some more. Those two weapons, the word of God and prayer. The word of God, Ephesians 6, 17. He said, take the helmet of salvation. That's the last of the armor of God that he mentions. He said, and then the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word. So our sword is the word. Our sword is the word. And the word is our sword. That's what we fight with. Stop cussing folks out. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. I got, I got a sharp tongue. Stop, stop cussing folks out. Okay. The word is your sword. Ephesians 6, 17 and 18 says, and praying always with all prayer. So we got the sword, right? And then praying with all prayer, which means all kinds of prayer and supplication, which is intercession in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So I need the word and I need to have a prayer life. And y'all, I believe the times are intensifying. Amen. I said the times are intensifying. Maybe that, maybe folks knowing that since the Supreme Court don't care nothing about y'all, maybe we'll have more of a prayer life now. 
maybe you're going to really, really realize that your children need to have the favor of God in their life because their skin color may not be an advantage for them. Maybe you're going to start binding and loosing. Maybe you will start putting some money aside. Oh, y'all don't like me now. Maybe you'll start doing some natural things as well. Hebrews 4 and 12, again, the word of God. For the word of God, New King James, is living. Everybody say it's alive. It's alive. These are not merely words on a page like a good novel or fiction book. This is the living, breathing word of God. It's life to all them that find it, the scripture says, and health to all your flesh. If you spend time in it, it will elevate your life. It has power to ward off circumstances. It has power to make demons leave. This is alive. Somebody say it's alive. It's alive. It's the living word of God. It's living, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword or any other sword. Piercing even the division of the soul and spirit. And joints and marrows, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. But this is saying if you get in the word, you confusion will leave. You know, life seems like it's so hard. You know, life, life can be very hard. You got so many decisions to make. And do I go here? Do I go there? What do I move here? Do I move there? Do I major in this, major in that? How do I find how do I handle my finance? How, can I tell you the word of God is a discerner? The word of God will give you wisdom and strategy for your life. Live by the principles of the word. Listen to me. I told you this over. When you don't know what to do, do the word. I don't know what to do. I'm going to do the word. Well, I can't. Well, they, they did such and such to me. And, and, and I, don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm, I'm going to do something. And you hear the word says, avenge not yourselves. Love your enemies. Now, I want, that ain't what word I want to hear right now. When you don't know what to do, do the word. The word is going to bring about results in your life. The word is going to make everything turn out the way God wants it to turn out. I know you're, listen to me, y'all. I know you're in financial trouble, but do the word. Don't get mad at me. But God has made me a multimillionaire now, made us. Multimillionaire. Used to be a millionaire. Multi, I checked it recently. I'm a multimillionaire. Don't get mad. But I remember in the early days, I got ready to file bankruptcy. Couldn't, couldn't pay our bills. And I got ready to file bank, bankruptcy. And as I'm getting ready to file bankruptcy, I'm starting to read. I'm reading about what, what I now call biblical economics or stewardship or financial principle, or biblical financial principle. And I came across a guy named, by the name of Larry Burkett, who's going to be with the Lord now. And I read this book that said that Christians shouldn't file bankruptcy. Uh-huh. What what the Bible say about that? It shouldn't file bankruptcy. Okay? And you know, and then I'm I'm not trying to put anybody in the combination. Okay, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about how my, my strategy. And so, you know, uh uh well people say, well, but the Bible got the year jubilee. Y'all heard that right? That was done voluntarily. But, by the creditor, released them. Okay, so it really doesn't equate. Okay? And so, I got, just because 
I had all these bills, didn't know how I was going to pay them, and they were stressing me out. <laughs> and I'm tired of these folks calling me. And I'm tired, of, I'm tired of changing my voice every time they call. No Herberto here. Herbert? No Herbert here. See, some of y'all, some of y'all don't know how blessed you are now. now. Now you got cell phones that says spam. I ain't answering that. We had no warnings. Back when I owned us, no warning, no call ID. I know some of y'all can't even relate. No call ID. You just pray. I hope this ain't my mama. It might be my mama. Let me answer the phone. Uh, this is Herbert Bedford, GMAC. No Herbert here. And I read, and based upon the scripture, I teach it to you all the time. The wicked borrow and pay not again. The wicked borrow and pay not again. Oh, no, man, nothing but. And so I said, God, I'm not going to file bankruptcy. God, I'm going to trust you. And I, I, love, I would love to say, once I said that, the next day, uh, 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 $30,000 showed up in my account. That ain't how it worked. I had to walk it out. But as I look back over my life and I look all the different choices I could have made, when I made the decision to do the word, it worked out the best for my life. Look at somebody say, do the word. That wasn't to put anybody in condemnation. I'm just telling you the decisions that I made early on in my life. I, I, I have to make decisions like that regarding this ministry. Okay, all, all types of things. When, when we moved out of, out of uh, from St. Andrew's Road, when, when, when we moved out of, not St. Andrews, uh, down on 3801 River Drive, we got the place on, on uh, St. Andrew's Road. We were, I had another year and two months in the lease. I told the owner, I said, listen, we've outgrown the place. Um, and, and uh, you know, I got another building now. We got to move. He's like, I don't care nothing about you moving. You owe this money, $2,500 a month. Oh, well, I ain't paying that. No, I paid $2,500 a month for a building we didn't occupy for one year and two months. Why? Because I signed the lease. Because I signed, I just, I did the right thing. And we have never had any issues paying our bills. Look at somebody say, do the word, do the word. Let me move on. Number two, the, the word, number two is prayer life. Ephesians 6, 18, praying with all prayer. Praying with all prayer. Praying with all prayer. Praying with all prayer. Pastor Marshall has been teaching from this in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 4. It tells us that Judah gathered themselves together. Three nations have come against them as confederates, the Bible says. And they are against Judah, God's people. Three different nations came up against them. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help. Of the Lord. They asked, they got themselves together to do what? They asked God to help them. Let, let, let me make this plain. They had a prayer meeting. If you get together and ask God to help, what you doing? You're having a prayer meeting. They called a prayer meeting. And then verse 12, it says, Oh, our God, don't won't you judge them? For we have no might against this great company. God, I have no strength in my own. I, I, we can't fight in our own. We have no might against them that come against us. Neither do we know what to do, but what we do know is our eyes are on you. When you don't know what to do, keep your eyes on Jesus. When you don't know what to do, keep looking up. Verse 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord. Listen to me. The whole family got together. This month we're going to be focusing on family, talking about family matters in our Bible study. It says, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, with their wives, with their children. Listen, some of y'all are going through stuff. You need to get everybody in the house together. I'm serious about this. 
When, when I went full time in went full time in ministry by default, because I got fired. Chandler's ten, Tyler's eight, Daniel's seven, Kendra's five. I got the whole family together. I said, Daddy's not going to be working for Sydney anymore. We need three thousand dollars a month. That was the bare minimum. I wish I only need three thousand dollars a month now. We need three thousand dollars a month, and I'll never forget Chandler. That didn't mean nothing to the young. Chandler said, "That three thousand, three thousand dollars in one year, God can do that." I'm saying, I know He could do three thousand in a year, but we need this to happen every month. But we got the whole family together, and we prayed. Some of you, you're going through things. You need to get everybody in this house together. The power of corporate prayer that started in your house. It started with the son. It says there with their little ones, their wives and their children. And then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And he said, verse 15, listen unto me, Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he said to the king, thus saith the Lord, don't you be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. Don't care. I don't care how big it looks. I don't care how many there are. Don't, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Look at this. The battle's not yours, but God. But you still got to show up for the fight. Look, somebody say, show up for the fight. Sometimes God just wants you to show up to fight because he wants an audience when he beats the devil down. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.